like, oh my god, the 80s were like so totally awesome. Please stop talking like that. Nah, like, Valley Talk is so in. It's totally bodacious. Just like members-only jackets, big hair, and 80s mixtape on the Non-Productive Network. Please, I'm begging you. 80s mixtape is where you can get the latest in retro new wave 80s awesomeness, songs, and news reports, and archival footage, and Ronald Reagan. Latest retro? What's wrong with you? Gotta go, Mrs. Pac-Man's here, and we're going to the malt shop for an egg cream. Malt shop? This is madness! Stop the insanity! Now you've got it. 80s mixtape, only on the non-productive network. Every day from 8 in the morning to 4 p.m. on the non-productive network. Punk! Yeah! We're punk! Yeah! We hate everything! Yeah! We hate you! Yeah! Popular music? Hell no! No way, man! We hate popular music! Yeah! Less ironic, like when the Ramones or the Sex Pistols do the Stones! Yeah! That's cool! Or when the Clash does Dionne Warwick! Yeah! Uh, um... Yeah! Yeah! yeah. 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 Ah. Oh, when Newfound Glory does the theme to the Goonies! Alright, man, that's enough. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. Ah. Punk covers every afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. on the Non-Productive Network. That's my lame attempt to saying it's a very unusual, bizarro episode of whatever the hell the name of the show is. Mint Near Radio. Yeah, something like See that. what I did? Near, it's near Mint Backwards. Um, can you tell what song this is even backwards? I think part of it is uh, Fantastic Four. It is entirely the Fantastic Four theme from way too long ago. Uh, I am uh, Frank, I'm here with Ken, I'm here with Mark, and I'm here with Pete, and we are going to talk about weird things in comics today. Uh, Specifically, why? Ken, you're the one who let me know this this weekend. Well, um, this past week was a a fifth, uh, a five-week month Uh for the the industry. That's right. Um, And starting, like, I guess around 96 or 97, the companies decided that they were going to try to do something different. Uh, because, you know, um, you get an extra week and they didn't want to screw up how the books come out. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and they can do something unusual with the fifth week. Right. So they, uh, they would try little one shots and stuff and see how those would t- uh, go out. And then you get like the weird ones. I think, um, I can't remember if it was 96 or 97, we had the big Marvel versus DC um, crossover. That's right. And I got to admit, um, if I remember correctly, I, I, I thought the, the miniseries was kind of weak. Uh-huh. Marvel DC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what came out of it was uh, Amalgam Comics. Mm-hmm. 
for that fifth week, and all the books released were um, cross-pollinizations, I guess you can say? They were mm-hmm. hybrids, hybrids of your favorite Marvel characters and your favorite DC characters mixed together in a blender, and some of them were actually readable. Some. Yeah. Some. Very few, but they were readable. I, we, I may not have potted you up. Oh. Did I huh. not pot you up? Try that again. Speak with your voice. I, I actually enjoyed the Comics. No, you should be on. You're one. Let's try this out. Maybe your mic is off. Is that what's happening? Uh-huh. Well, that, that would be the issue. That's not your fault. That was some idiot's fault who did a show before us. Not very loud. Mm. <laughs> there, uh-huh. there you go. I saw what you did <laughs> with your voice and the things. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, now that I'm sort of readjusting the mics on the fly, uh, fifth, here's a list of, uh, of certain fifth week events I have acquired from my exhausted research. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, DC's uh, Superman, the Man of Tomorrow was a uh, a fifth week. Uh, we have New Year's Evil, which basically focused on uh, the villains in most of the uh, oh, the yes, uh, okay. characters of uh, comic book lore. Uh, the, the DC versus Marvel crossover mm-hmm. um, spawned Amalgam Comics, which was the mixture of DC and Marvel car- comics. I, I also agree. I don't, I don't think the fighting DC characters and Marvel characters is ever really interesting. No, uh, but uh, when they crossed and became a hybrid, that was kind of cool. That I, was. I, it was it was weird and interesting at least, uh, if not necessarily great. And then there was Tangent Comics, which uh, was its own fifth week event for DC. We'll go into that, and I'm not quite sure if it is a fifth week event, uh, but uh, oh uh, no, no, I'm not quite sure if no, it, it was. is. Tangent was. Uh, I'm, no, oh, Tangent. But uh, the one I when we had previously we, we talked about it. Let's just. Actually, Get right into the show. Uh, Ken calls me up this week and says, it's a fifth week. Do you want to talk? Nothing interesting has come out this year for the fifth week, right? Uh, The only thing that Diamond, I believe, released was Blackest Night 6. Wow. That's pretty unfortunate. And that was Diamond. Diamond just said that they weren't putting anything out. That's really weird. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm about to criticize a lot of the fifth week. We're going to probably spend the next hour making fun of fifth week uh, books. But at least it's something. You think you'd just give us something. Right. It, it's yeah. gonna, it, it try, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little disappointed by this year. But um, one of the things, when I had originally said, yeah, let's talk about Amalgam, uh, I thought I knew Amalgam, but I actually knew a few of the characters from it, mm-hmm. uh, I guess from talking about it over the last few years. What I was thinking of, however, was uh, Just Imagine. Just Imagine. Do you remember Justin? Was that the Stan Lee one? It was Stan Lee uh, reimagining DC characters. DC characters. So uh, I guess today, if I have to come up with a menu of things to talk about, I want to talk about Malcolm. I want to talk about Tangent, which I only recently started reading. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and Just Imagine, which I read a while ago, but I still kind of more vaguely remember. It. All right. So uh, who would like to bring uh, open up this uh, discussion up? Ah, uh, uh, Amalgam. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I, I didn't mind Amalgam. Mm-hmm. Like I said, based on what happened in the DC Marvel crossover, I think anything was better for a, a, a resolution to that story. To see <laughs> Spider-Man and Superman shaking hands and saying, hey, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. Um, but bringing that up, actually, I, I think, was it The Adventures of uh, Spider-Boy? I think was yes. actually a pretty interesting book. Combining Superboy and Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, at the time, uh, Superboy was still fairly new. They just gotten out of the reign of the Superman, uh, Superman had come back finally, and right. this was one of the first big things that he got mm-hmm. involved with, right, right. that I can remember anyway. I'm sure there's other 
crises yeah. or whatever that mm-hmm. <laughs> might may have spawned. But um, you know, some some fun ones. I mean, I, I look at some of these characters and I'm wondering like, why did they put them together? Yeah. All right, <laughs> All right. give us some examples. Um, like some of them I didn't even know, like um, assassins. Um, by looking at it, uh, Cat's Eye was a cross of Electra and Catwoman. Yes. When you look at the picture, you don't see that. <laughs> I'm sitting going, what, what the hell is that? It looks like Electro with white hair. There you right. go. <laughs> and then you get Dare, Dare, Dare the Terminator, which was Daredevil and Deathstroke the Terminator. Okay. That, you know, I, just, uh, I, don't see, right. I don't see the two it's of those little, working uh, together. You know? Shoehorned in. I didn't quite uh, like, uh, other than the popularity level, and the one, one of the few amalgam characters I remember is Darkclaw. Yeah. Uh, I liked Dark Claw. I actually it worked Dark really Claw. well. Wolverine and Batman. But I didn't quite, like, I don't understand, the, like, well, I admit, I did not read it. So what, mm-hmm. what was the concept behind Dark Claw? Why them? Why? It, it was the two uh, companies getting together and say, okay, what are the two biggest characters yeah. we have right now? That's the reason I didn't like it. When I heard it, I was like, this is just, you know, you're pandering. Yeah. This is the two biggest characters. Let's morph, mush them together. Oh, yeah, and Super Soldier wasn't. But you no, know what? But, but Super Soldier made sense. made sense, though. But the thing is, with uh, Dark Claw... It wasn't really combining the two. No. It was Wolverine with, with Batman. Batman's origin. See, because right. Bruce Wayne still existed. Right. Bruce Wayne yeah. was Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Which is also pretty cool. That was yes. a good one, too. Now, did Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., did he have the parents dying as a child? Was that I don't believe so. So no, it was just I think that was I think that was Dark Claw's origin. Okay, that was interesting. The one, they mm-hmm. literally just took his name. Like, That's not the, too. The one thing I I think that was weird about it was there were no rules uh-huh. to how this was put together. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think they all got together and said, "Okay, uh, now you you take the aspect of this guy and this guy mm-hmm. and put them together." I think it was just more of a just just come up come up with whatever the hell you want. It does sound like a uh, a pitch session gone wry, or maybe gone right. It's it's like everybody just sort of threw their ideas together, and all the writers came up with it. And that's why fifth week books are sometimes extremely odd, because they there's like the writers just could do whatever they want, and they don't really have to worry, so that it ends up being awkward. Mm-hmm. Like the the books are just sort of like this is clearly somebody doodled in a notebook in high school <laughs> and said this would be awesome. But you know what? Another another reason going just going back to Dark Claw for a second. Another uh-huh. reason Dark Claw was cool was because the uh, the initial one, Legends of the Dark Claw, mm-hmm. written by Larry Hama, who, uh, if you remember correctly, uh, wrote all those awesome G.I. Joe nice. fact cards. And, and, and Hama was also had a great run on Wolverine. I yeah. actually enjoyed his, his Wolverine run. And had art by uh, a little Jim, guy named Jim, Jim Ballant. Yeah. Friend of the show. Yeah. We Hopefully. love you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the artwork, I, I think Dark Claw summed it up because, again, you had Larry Hammer writing, who was awesome. Jim Ballant's work is phenomenal. And you, you're, you're taking some of the, the greatest properties and mashing them together. Right. I think that was why I think everyone enjoyed it so much. Even the idea of um, the hyena of Sabretooth and the Joker. I think it worked. Brilliant. I, I think it worked. It's perfect. That like, makes oh, more wow, sense. Oh, wow, you actually have something when you mash... The Joker yeah. and Sabretooth together. Yeah, that, that he becomes the hyena. Makes perfect sense. I, I mean, like I don't know about the idea of Sparrow over Robin. At least it wasn't Swallow. Oh, <laughs> Jubilee uh. plus Robin yeah. does not equal Swallow. <laughs> please, please, no. <laughs> you know what it is? It's it's they they go together because of the short shorts. Yeah, and the long trailing yellow thing. Now I hate to to, to ruin this, but mm-hmm. uh, Lobo the Duck, brilliant. 
absolutely how is it that we don't still get this in that was sparking really you know why because uh brian michael bendis hates anything having to do with howard the duck and he will not allow it in marvel what a monster (laughs) (laughs) then then there's also other concepts that are brought up it's not just the books the negative phantom zone yes uh and then some of the titles are just amazing showcase of suspense Pretty good, but it gets worse. Tales of the Strange and Unexpected, which is a mixture of strange tales and tales of the unexpected. And this is uh, probably the worst one. I may have lost it in my list. Uh, Tales of My Great Astonishment. Tales (laughs) of My Great Astonishment, which was a mixture of My Greatest Adventure and Tales to Astonish. Ridiculous. Why why is my in there? I I don't understand. My Greatest Adventure. I don't know what that was. And maybe it's a uh, it was a, some Silver Age book. I'm not sure. But the, the so these characters, some of them are quite interesting. Uh, oh, Amalgam 2099. I didn't even know they yes, did that because they were mixed mm-hmm. with the uh, the Legion of Superheroes. I, I remember. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now the 2099 line of books, of course, were a bunch of Marvel characters brought into the far far future. Now, yes. well, now less than 90 far. years in the future. Yeah. It wasn't more than 100 years in the future. Well, 100 is still bigger than 90 <laughs> or 89. That is true. Um, uh, and yes, uh, that's kind of interesting. I, yeah. I like that. Well, I'm okay. trying to find um, a reference to. There was one story that they were they kept talking about the. Uh, it was a, it, a mixture of the Infinity Gauntlet and the Crisis. But it was oh, like yeah. all the different crossovers. Really, really. It was it was like the the Crisis of Infinite Wars or something like that. That's awesome. I'm trying to find some sort of uh, a. Well, if you know what yeah. what that is, you can IM us at nonproductive IM as always. Um, it was <laughs> it was an, a very interesting. Uh, Mix and I do. I'm like I, I find it when when you pick up the books like this, and I've never actually read an entire book. I've only ever like looked over my friends' copies because mm-hmm. I never had them myself. Myself, and I found that they were like it was the best of what you could do with a with a cross linking. It kind of it it's it was an homage to both houses of. Both okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. So, like, it wasn't just one person trying to say, "Oh, I'm going to reimagine comic books from the ground up," no. and do a terrible job of it. It was really like, "Here's a here's a nod to something you like. Here's a nod to something else you like. We're going to do this for a short amount of time. The end." It was it was two companies getting together. The the two big companies, right? Burying the hatchet between them. Mm-hmm. And every all the creative team just getting together and having this huge geek gasm, right? Of oh my god for for two weeks, yeah, well, it, you know it was right. one week at first, and then Expanded. later on they did another one. Mm-hmm. But for, for this limited amount of time, we get to ima- reimagine things that we always like used to play at play with as kids. Exactly, it was just letting kids loose in the candy store. It was Robot Chicken the comic. Yes. <laughs> Including Generation Hex, uh, I like that, <laughs> and I don't like I don't like westerns. <laughs> I am not a westerns fan, New but Titans. I like that. You could play a game of this with a comic book fan. Just give them the title of an amalgam book and see if they can figure out who where it was from. New Titans, Teen Titans, Teen and Titans, and New Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah. Or was it New Warriors? No, it was oh, New yeah. Mutants. Oh, weak. Yeah. <laughs> the Teen Titans are much closer analog oh, to right. uh, the new warriors. I would just like to point that out. You have a gun, right, Frank? Uh, yeah. It's okay. 
All right. So uh, I'm trying to. There's uh, there was an Bizarre Iron Man. Uh, Iron Lantern. Iron, Iron Lantern. Lantern. Yeah, that was good. That was Challengers really good. Challengers of the Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> it's all. Uh, so uh, how but, many? But then you get like Bat Thing. Bat oh, thing, God. oh, with man bat, and, man and, bat, and, and man, thing. man thing. That's really a yeah. uh, giant size bat thing. Was apparently a book they came out with. That's interesting. <laughs> I miss but, that one. Then the JLX books. I <laughs> combining Justice League and the X Men. JLX on no, here's, here's my thing. Now, you guys did. Now, I don't remember it well, but you guys read Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield. Yes, because I remember Super Soldier had introduced the character of uh, the, Green, the Skull, Green Skull, which was a mix of Lex Luthor and the Red, Red Skull. Skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! And he but, was but, like but head of Hydra. But doesn't he show up in a, uh, Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield? O- only in as much as he was Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield. He was mostly fighting uh, the daughter of the Green Skull. Okay, who I forget right who she was an amalgam of. Right. He he only like tangentially fits in. Mm. No pun intended. Oh no! <laughs> he was on the cover, but you know it's it's only in as much as he's the head of the organization. secret organization that Bruce Wayne is fighting against. Got it. Okay. See, um, here's the thing I love most about Amalgam, and you don't really get much in the other versions. Uh, and I don't know why I know so much about Amalgam without actually having read it. Maybe I did read it when I, at the time this came out, but I I don't really remember it too well. But what I loved most about it was the background. See, Amalgam was a comic company. It was a yes. real comic company that has existed since the 30s, at least. Really? Yes. I did not know this. Huh. Well, it's not true. Oh, but that's what oh, they oh, said. Oh, 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 I get you. I get, uh, now and I... They, that's such a great presentation. Because yes. that's truly what you're missing when you pick up. That's why a lot of new comic companies, when they come up, it, there's sort of like, it misses something. You read yeah. them and you're like, you know, I know, it's a good book, good writer, good artist, great concept. But it's missing something other than from you don't get when you pick up Spider Man or Superman, Spider Man, Superman, what have you. Mm-hmm. They're part of our like they're a part of our mythos. They've been around for so long, mm-hmm. and they've been reinvented for so many decades, and they've had so many crappy runs in their where they're <laughs> bat, boom bap zap comics that you don't get that in anything new. Yeah, but Amalgam, you kind of got that. It sort of had its own golden age. Yeah, and it was currently it was like it fell through the time stream, and we were like, oh, this is a parallel reality to our reality. It had a comic company called Amalgam, and that was the great because they would they would constantly even with the footnotes, exactly they would oh, make yeah. mention of things in the past, like which, uh, which Dark I, Claw, the murder gag, which I always thought was yes. which I always thought was funny because you have all these editors notes, yeah. in issue one, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because they were all like a first. Well, issue. no, because it's all it's all referring back to the history of. But it. I, yeah. no, I understand. Okay. But I always thought that it was funny. You're, you're, the so many editors' notes in the first issue of, of like every book. Wait, mm-hmm. right. Come on, how many X Men one do you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if it, I read it, one more X Men number one, I'm going to kill myself. I'm yeah, but not, yeah. I, I blame this for starting that whole re- relaunching everything know, from scratch possible. again because that will uh, happen after this. Uh, oh, wait, here's a fictional origin. There's two comic universes that came together, blah, 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 blah. Apparently, they even have, like, brothers that were the founding people who founded the company. <laughs> so it was, like, like, a, it was like DC's Earth 526 and Marvel's 1010, 10, 11 or something like that? Oh, no, they didn't have numbers <laughs> like that back then. Or it was, like, Earth XE2 or something like that? And apparently, uh, well, uh, Marvel and DC had to join to create a character that both of them own. Now, co-own a character called Axel Asher, otherwise known as Access, which um, 
It's uh, well, it's it's he's interesting at least because both DC Comics and Marvel com- Comics own him, and they haven't chose to like uh, exercise Obama. that ownership. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've allowed that to uh, much age. To, much to the uh, the the uh, happiness of. Right, fans, all readers everywhere. All right, I, I, know, I, know, I know DC's listening to this now, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the launch of the new crisis, probably because you know Wait, after, oh, yeah. final, crisis after, after final, crisis? final crisis, come on, it's DC final plus one. <laughs> ultimate, no, really, ultimate final crisis, and then this happened. The, the revenge of infinite crisis. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, pre-crisis. Yeah. Of all the, uh, and I, it's a prequel. Actually, you know what? I do have a list of characters in Amalgam Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, of all, I'm going to read through a quick listing of them, if you'll allow me. Go ahead. Uh, we've got Beastling. Big question. That is genius. Big question. It's the question, and um, no, big question uh, is Kingpin and the Riddler. Is it? Yeah, yeah it was Kingpin and the Riddler. Oh, uh, was there somebody who's question? Because I remember there being a question the, in one of yeah, the books. Yeah, the, the, um, DC has the question. Yeah. Well, no, I remember. I mean, like there was an Amalgam question. Too. I don't know. I don't. I th- think there was maybe maybe i'm remembering this wrong but i um i could be remembering that wrong i think i am all right so um let's see dark claw dare the terminator dr doomsday yeah, that one was come on yeah that one was genius. just yeah dr strange fate yeah <laughs> elastigirl very unusual that's uh that's that was a, a that was a um that was the the uh Legion of Galactic Guardians. Uh, X-Patrol. It's, I, I think it's somebody from... Uh, X-Patrol is Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol and, X-Force. and X-Force. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Who else have we got? Iron Niles Lantern. Cable. Lobo the Duck. Lobo the Duck. Night Creeper. The Night Creeper oh. was... Um, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler and, the and the Creeper. Okay. Spider-Boy. Super Soldier. Dark Claw. Of all those... And there are plenty others. Which one of those do you think were the most interesting? The one you'd actually like to see a book about? I'm taking Lobo the Duck right out of that because oh, yeah. we're all going to oh, vote yeah. for Lobo the Duck. I don't know. I I, I, I was still kind of partial to uh, Super Soldier. Super, Super Soldier, Soldier was very good. Probably the and it had, at the time, uh, Mark Wade was on top of his game in the company as a writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had Dave Gibbons who did Watchmen, and you know, and that, yeah. I mean, with that with that pairing, and then they came back and actually did. The issue of the following year too, the mm-hmm. follow up. I mean, it was just a great pairing. So I, I thought the book uh, won all the way around. I think it's pretty. I, I also like the fact that uh, the concept behind Super Soldier was that there was like the, the Roswell crash or something like some sort of aliens were taken out. Uh, some there were dead aliens after a crash. They used it to form a Super Soldier serum, right. and then they made uh, yeah. this like great hero to fight in World War Two. I like the fact that it had a touch of Green Lantern in it too. Because of a dead alien right. crash, and then right. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, it kind of paralleled. I mean, Superman was DC's big character; it's always been right. like the pinnacle character, and they, they the, the companies took the, the two oldest characters, right, and just put them again. I, I think it worked great. I think it works pretty and, well because they, they both stood for the same thing. Right, right. Uh, I, I, I'd be in favor of that one probably as one of my the ones I would have liked to seen the most, uh, but. To be honest, I don't know if you could beat Doctor Doomsday. That is genius. <laughs> That's awesome, Doctor Doomsday. There you go. Now, of course, this is not the only fifth week, and mm. we could feel free to dwell on it more if you guys want to talk about anything. Oh, let me let me just mention one. Sure. Because I, I, if I had to pick one, uh-huh. I, I would pick a whole book. 
Okay. I want to see uh, more of the the adventures of Dark Claw. The Adventures of Dark. Oh, that, that was, was the, the animated, animated series yeah. style. That's awesome version oh, of that's Dark Claw. Great! I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Claw, the animated series, was created by uh, Bruce Dini and Paul Tim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Win nerd game. And uh, the 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 issue that we got was uh, it involved Batman coming to blow. Or I'm not Batman. Dark Claw. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Oh. Coming to blows with uh, his perennial arch nemesis. Uh, well, I suppose the hyena was, but yeah. his per- perennial thorn in his side, the long living Razalpocalypse. <laughs> That's genius. That's great. All right. I also just want to give a note to probably the most absolutely useless one of the amalgam mm-hmm. uh, of Aquamariner. Aquamariner. <laughs> Uh, Just for the same fact of they're the same exact it's person. The same guy. <laughs> nuh-uh, nuh-uh, because the oh, submariner can't talk to fish. Oh, there you go. He doesn't yeah. want to talk to yeah. fish. Yeah, and he doesn't have a hook for a hand. <laughs> right, I know can. you could hear me. Neither does Aquaman anymore. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Aquaman's dead now. <gasps> no, he's a Black Lantern. No, oh, I, I can't keep know. track of it. Oy vey. Or Hawk Hawk. <laughs> Hawk Hawk. Hawk Hawkman. Hawkman. Oh, yeah. Hawk no, uh, Hawk, was it Hawkman and Darkhawk? No, no, I think it was Hawkman and Hawkeye. I don't think it was Hawkhawk. Well, no, because they're, they're both DC guys. They wouldn't, Were they? They wouldn't combine... Hawkeye? Hawkeye is not a... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking... I, Actually, they, they had to combine Hawkeye and Hawkman, you would get Man-Eye. <laughs> that, sounds like man. be ours. that sounds like some sort of disease. You get, I got Man-Eye. <laughs> Thanoseed gave it to me. Thanoside. Thanoside. The dark side. Side. <laughs> it's it, Two-Faced Goblin. Oh, my God. Oh, the God. Two-Faced Goblin. I forgot about that. Oh, that's awesome. Thank and you Bizarnage. 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 <laughs> I, that, I think that one won my, uh, won my name award. That is really... You know what? Amalgam is actually really fun. It's a really yeah. fun thing. They should keep coming back to it. It's interesting. Well, it's now, you know what's guys. not Bury fun? Bury the hatchet again. Yeah. It's got to be making money for all of them. It's not Absolutely. like it's... Absolutely. You want to boost sales? Bring back Amalgam. That's right. And then do horrible things to Amalgam. Ultimate Amalgam. Would oh, be ultimate no. Amalgam. It would be Ultimate Crisis. No, it would be Ultimate uh, what the, uh, Kingdom Come Amalgam. Right. We, we ultimate like Kingdom. A, ultimate Kingdom. Yeah. We got to write this. <laughs> because gotta, Ultimate Come, I think, is already a website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we, might be a... You know, we could come <laughs> up with What Else Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> what Else Worlds. They, they had that. Oh, did they? What they, else? they had what else worlds? No, no else. No worlds. Oh, no it was worlds, just what, what else? else? Oh, it was just what else? Was, was there? Uh, That's neat. Yeah. What was JLX? Was it, oh, Justice, it was Justice, Justice League, League and X-Men. X-Men. Got it. Actually fell far short of what, what you would hope. Yeah. <laughs> Judgment I, League Adventure. Of, what? I can't even read that. Judgment, Judgment League, League Ad- Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hmm. But it, it's, it was fun, and it was oh, interesting, it was, yeah. and I would pick it up and I would read it. You know what's not fun and interesting? Oh, what? Lame attempts to reimagine comics <laughs> for no other purpose than to pat yourself on the back. I don't... <laughs> all right. So during this process of saying we're going to do the fifth week show... Uh, Pete replies and says, "Well, you know, I, I don't. I don't remember what exactly you said. You said something this about like about, I, I don't read remember. I, I didn't tangent. Yeah, I didn't read tangent. Right when he said that, of course, I said, well, don't I have that?'" 
And I, I, I dug up these uh, terrible, terrible, worn, shattered, and not worn from overread, from overuse, but worn from like the tears. Oh, I thought you going to say stepping on them. <laughs> or throwing them into the trash. If you have rescued. any of these, I may have to ask to borrow some of them. They are... Because, you know, um, before you get into it, yeah, um, I didn't realize, because I never read them either, uh-huh. but I, I didn't realize that they actually were created by Dan Jurgens. Exactly. Who had just come out of the whole Superman run. Exactly. And Dan was awesome with what he did with it. Maybe well, not so exactly. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't mind the books that We've he did leading up to Doomsday. Before. I liked, I appreciated Doomsday. Uh-huh. The funeral afterwards, I appreciated. Um, the Reign of the Superman was okay. I didn't mm. mind it. You know, so going into it, you know, the idea, you're sitting there going, this could be really good or it could be really bad. And coming from your opinion... I did not like it. I did not. I don't, have you guys read any of Tangent? No, no, no. So apparently, no. and this is kind of confusing. We were but, pretty much uh, all strictly Marvel at this point. From the book, uh, Tangent had claimed that uh, we are. Uh, first of all, the book. It, it, I don't even know how to describe this. In the back of the book, this came out in 1997 or 98, uh, and the book basically <laughs> starts off with a definition of the word tangent from Webster's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and then explains what obviously a tangent is to go off from the beaten path or what ha- what have you to go off on a on a on a corner, uh, and um, the line basically caused a bunch of one shots, all credited to the imagination of Dan Jurgens, as inspired by Jan- Dan Jurgens, as torn from the thigh of Dan Jurgens, <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell is this Dan Jurgens guy, especially after reading the first book, and I remembered that, of course, oh, Death of Superman Dan Jurgens, crack, uh, creator of Booster Gold, cool, yeah. yes, yeah, Death of Superman, uh, I'm not, I was never a fan, so anyways, I, I started reading, uh, rereading selected Dan Jurgenites, mm-hmm. uh, issues of this, 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 Abomination. Yeah. So uh, from nearest, I could figure the Adam was the first book to be read in the sequence, and the, basically the concept of the ta- of tangent is this because that doesn't really explain anything. Uh, Dan Jurgens decided one day he was like, "Hey, you know what? What happens if we uh, re- rethink this whole comic book thing? Rethink these whole all these comic book characters? We take their names and only their names of these DC characters, and ask people what hero is this." So effectively, you're picking up a book that has an all-new character in it, has nothing to do at all with the character you're reading, but mm. its name. But it's, So it's kind of like a precursor to Ultimates. No, not at all. Uh, it's a good, that would be kind of interesting. Ultimates reimagined the character. Slightly, it, it brought them into contemporary. If they were, right. if they came out today, it also like said, "All right, realistically, this universe we're creating isn't really a universe. Nothing relates to each other. It's all kind of tangentially related to one another. Let's actually all put them up to so the Super Soldier Serum and the Hulk thing, and all that is all related." Okay, and there, I can understand the concept behind that. This was. I own this name. Somebody sold me the name for a character called the Atom. You have an idea for a comic book character about this guy? Uh, I guess so. Completely unrelated to anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Afterwards, it was as if they cobbled together relationships. So the Atom was the <laughs> first one. Uh, and the, in the comic book, in the Tangent Universe, Atom... Well, in the Tangent Universe, the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. Any, anything it, it was, that starts with the Cuban Missile Crisis right, is a... Ended with Florida getting blown up. Like, the missiles... The missiles were left. Okay. It wasn't just a crisis; it actually happened with nuclear exchange. 
And um, what ended up happening is uh, there, there are some super-powered individuals out there. Uh, there is a superhero called the Atom who uh, looks like, uh, like the long-locked Superman from about this period of time, but with a weirder cape. Yes, he was a cape-wearing guy. Comes in, and he's actually the Adam Mark III. He's the third Adam. Oh, of and course. you find out that apparently Adam was his grandfather was a big government superhero. His father was also a hero, and then in he's the newest generation of heroes, and everyone's really happy. And he's going out to find the people who killed his father, because a bunch of villains killed his father. The p- plot of the first book is that the Adam uh, is appears on the scene. There's a clandestine organization in the background manipulating world events, and the Adam wants revenge for his father's death. In the course of telling this story, they have to explain the Cuban Missile Crisis, explain how it went awry, how nuclear bombs were exchanged, and how in the history of this world, Grandpappy Adam showed up just in time to stop some of the missiles and was a hero, and the world changed from that point on. Um, Then the plot goes on. That's just Uh the precursor of the plot. The plot goes on to explain, and there's like three or four pages describing the origin of the Adam, the grandfather Adam. Okay. Who is this? He looks like a Roswell alien. He's like all nuclearly irradiated and he's ugly and hideous. Um, And one page is given to the father, the pappy Adam. Okay. And the rest of the book goes to uh, the modern, the newer Adam who is taking revenge for his father who died in about half a page panel. He's like, yeah. oh, he shows up and gets killed, and that's it. It's like the w- very bad pacing. The rest of the story goes on to explain that, uh-huh, the history we just told you is not the real history. In fact, we lied. In fact, Grandpappy Adam actually caused the missile crisis in the first place because he was trying to stop the missiles from going off. They saw him coming, and they thought, oh, my God, it's a missile, so they launched their missiles. And it was his fault in the beginning. Oh, it's a twist! It was it was basically uh, M Night Shyamalan's um, Lady in the Water, where like you're told an elaborate story, and then afterwards you're told, "Oh, everything I told you was wrong." I'm like, "Well, you told me it. I'm glad I didn't I, make this up." Glad I never saw it. It was horrendous. Oh, I liked uh, it a little bit. Of course, not you, much. But you're a monster. But anyways, it onto clearly the, is on, worse. Onto worse. the tangent. Tangent. <laughs> Off that tangent onto this one. Yes. It was very. Th- my problem with the book is that you just didn't care. And, like, it wasn't interesting at all. And it was, like, a reinventing of this character that you didn't really give a crap about from the beginning. And it was really poorly written. Like, Ooh. it was horrible. Like, I, I should actually pull up examples uh, about how bad this is. There's, like, characters show up to get rescued. Uh, at one point, uh, someone's getting rescued. And then uh, they're, like, they're making quips while their lives are in danger. Because obviously the writer's life isn't in danger and the writer's manipulating a character and can do whatever, put whatever words they want into the character's mouth. So oh, yeah. they're falling off the building and they're like, oh, why, it's got to be a Monday. It's like, what is this, a Garfield? Why am I reading Garfield? <laughs> what is this? It's like, really? Why is it? There is this evil organization that sits there with a bunch of monitors that shows all the, like, all the screens of the world Ooh. and all like the... the they have a camera in the president's office. Of course, and they do. you're just like, I don't care. 
<laughs> we don't, I have no interest in your uh, in this universe you're you're manipulating. No. You're right. Uh, I'm going over some of the quick synopses of some of these books. Uh-huh. And you're right, man. It, they, they have no bearing on any character whatsoever, it's, like in the original continuity. Well, that's the, that's the idea. That was the idea. But I mean, yeah, but they, I mean, they don't they don't do a good job of hooking you in. Exactly. Yeah. Now you're like, okay, I'm kind of on a uh, intellectual level. I'm interested to find out what Dan Jurgens would do if just given the name Green Lantern. Exactly. But and I don't that was need bizarre. to see a whole story of it, I guess. Yeah. If you're jumping in in the middle of continuity. It, it's you, very odd. Did you hear read what Green Lantern was? Uh, I think Pete knows. He actually mentioned it. Oh, basically, basically like an oriental chick with a magic lantern. That attracts ghosts. Yeah. Yes. When it's placed on a grave, it brings the, the dead back to life. So nice. it can... I did not read that one on Fortunately, uh, did this, you get to Superman? I got to. It's uh, like it's like the Green Lantern Ghost Whisperer. Someone someone needs to explain because Superman seems to they've switched the concept to, from Superman to Black Superman. Exactly. Okay. It, it was uh, uh, Superman if he were black. So it wasn't and, Jergens reenvisioning of uh, Superman. It was Spike Lee's. Exactly. <laughs> well, it almost, like almost just, almost just as bad <laughs> because Mark Miller wrote it. Yes. Uh, who went on to give us ultimates? The Batman was an interesting one. There's another oh. one I read. The Batman basically... Does he have a sword? He does. Okay. It, basically, they couldn't do anything with the Batman, apparently. They just couldn't think of... The first thing that came into their minds... And the, in the back of the books, they actually talk about it, which is somewhat interesting, but also somewhat depressing. <laughs> if you've ever... Um, All we could come up with was Man-Bat. It's like finding out they made the Ewok adventure because they had leftover midgets. It's like, <laughs> oh, all right, that's why. But uh, the man, <laughs> the only thing they could come up with was Man-Bat. A man bat for Batman. And instead they started thinking, well, how about this? Um, and they basically played with the idea that he was the Dark Knight. So they really re-envisioned Dark Knight as a character to name. Yeah. So they have uh, a suit of armor that's chasing this one char- this one villain around. Okay. Um, and it turns out that there is this magical castle, Castle Bat. And there is a knight inside Castle Bat who is cursed by Merlin to be alive forever until he makes up for all the things he's done wrong wow. in this previous lifetime. And he now sends out his robotic, possibly, or enchanted suit of armor that looks like Batman. It kind of looks like Azrael's Batman, okay. armor Batman. Goes out to but fight with, a sword. with yeah. a sword. And he says several times he's willing to kill people just so you can tell he's not Batman. He's a different Batman. I'm willing to kill people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it, but I, right. put me in a situation, I will do it. So, and he goes out, and of course, the first person he rescues looks just like his lost love. Of course. Because melodrama is the best kind of drama. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just... And the be- worst part of this book is all the hithers and thous and the whatnots and... Another oh, danger against. I know Pete's going to like this especially. Twould seem the rumors that have traveled throughout London are true. That's not actually not a bad one. I'm going to try to find that, do- that the- doth travels. Doth travels. No, no. Keep 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 reading these. Uh, it's good practice for Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I seem to remember. A fr- All right. So basically, the in a backstory. Um, <laughs> the suit of armor appears back home and uh, at the castle bat, and the suit of armor tells Bruce Wayne or whoever the bat, the king, the guy is as armor is wont yeah, to he, do. He says, "I have failed. They have. They, I. I was spotted on my way back." He's like, "Never, never. You mind? The mist will cloud their minds." And then you realize <laughs> Bruce Wayne, the night guy, 
and the, the like the guy the old cursed knight and the suit of armor that does his bidding as Batman are the same person but they're having conversations with each other. It's like Vampire Hunter D. It's very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Oh, I remember it like it was just." And then it proceeds to explain his backstory to his suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember this? And then, uh, and then this happened. <laughs> so uh, he's talking about how uh, he, basically he was married to this woman, and they got into a fight with Arthur, King Arthur from the Round Table, yeah, of course. Of course. And uh, Arthur said, "That woman ain't no good for you, son." And he goes, "Uh huh. You ain't not say that about my woman." And they broke up, and they had a war. And in the last scene of his flashback, they're fighting, uh, and this woman turns out to be this evil bat creature, and she attacks, and he kills her to stop her. And basically, she's about to kill Arthur. And he steps in the way and kills her before she can kill Arthur as a bad creature. And then, literally, a panel later, after killing his beloved, calling her his beloved while killing her, even though she looked like a man, she looked like Nosferatu, she looked like that <sighs> Max Shrek, yes. literally, I don't know why you're saying, uh, whatever. Yeah. But uh, she, he throws his sword into her, she screams... And then the next panel, Merlin standing there. <laughs> Sup, yo. And this is exactly no, close. <laughs> Merlin says, finally, I'm free. I am free. Oh, and you then, were uh, helped Ar- by something? And Arthur says, Merlin, my mage, thou were prisoned? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm back. Oh, you were not here for a time? Sorry. You were about gone that. in the first place? <laughs> what? Which just goes to show you the characters were paying about as much attention to the backstory as you were. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> uh, so let's see. There's uh, at least one line of dialogue I found uh, wonderful. Still, there be sins to it. He's a pirate. (laughs) Merlin says, still, there be sins to answer for. I return thee to Castle Bat for error. I don't know why they said it. For never, Never to walk free again until thou hast truly atoned for thy sins. He just hey, killed his beloved. It, what other sins is he atoning for? It, what, did he kick was puppies it too? Evil bat. And it was, <laughs> did he kick puppies a too? A little bit. Yeah, there was a little bit of bat. Did he drown it's small Batman. children? No, it is still Batman. He, he is still a bit of a dick. I'm not sure why Batman's armor is from the past and also from the future because it's like robotic super and ninja armor. It's, it's, he's like a Sith Lord. Because it's manga. They, at one point, they fight uh, King Cobra, who is who at one point uses his... Uh, I'm going to make sure that I got this right. Uses uh, he he he's fighting off. He's like, all right, well that's it. You're going to get the cobra's venom. Grr. It's the cobra's <laughs> bite for you, sweet thang. He actually says thang. No way. T h a a a a a n g thang. Wait, is is King Cobra a pimp? It's possible. No, he is not. He's got a giant velour suit. The cobra's bite does not come out of his mouth. It comes out of his eyes. Of course, it does. It's a laser eye thing. Wow. All right, but. it's so, like how Ghost Rider's penance stare came we, out of his mouth. Do we know mouth. who to blame Wait. for this atrocity? Dan. Jurgens wrote that. He wrote that one? Wrote it. Okay. So here's the other thing with the Batman. In the back of the book, they explain how they came up with the Batman. That's how I got the whole thing about the uh, you know mm-hmm. man-bat and then yeah, the knight, okay. and et cetera. The original concept, they had these kids walking next door, going to the house trick-or-treating or whatever i don't remember what they were doing and there were bats coming out of this old house and the kids were saying don't go into that house that that the batman lives there that crazy old batman as if you know that crazy old man with the bats in his house the Birdman of alcatraz exactly and one kid goes in anyways and you find out that the batman is this old man who's 
pretty well to do, and he actually funds these like sort of vigilantes that go out and fight crimes and stuff. But it's a high risk profession, I, and he but he's a shut in, and I think that's an awesome. I would that read that book. That was a much better that's story. A great story. No wait, how did that? Come? So what the problem with that was? What was? What did he say? The problem was that <laughs> uh, the crazy old, it sounded too. Uh, it was too, too good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was it had something to do with his armor or something like they did, or it wasn't cool enough. It may have been something lame like that. So redesign it. <laughs> it was like we we couldn't we couldn't conceptualize a way to make an action figure out of this guy. So <laughs> the crazy. I'm old actually cat. trying to read it to figure exactly it out. Exactly what the crazy it is. old cat lady did, of the DC did they universe. Actually, make tangent figures. No. Oh, of course not. But, I'm just checking. But Peter you have made, to understand, the, the, this know? is mid '90s. It, or late 90s, actually. They're making actually. everything out of the, the, Everything that was put onto page yeah. was, you, you had to preconceive the marketing strategy Could of there it. potentially be... Yeah, what can I sell with this on it? Right, right. Or in the shape of this. And if you couldn't come up with something, then either you had either it didn't get made or you had to self-publish. All right, gotcha. this is it. Strangers uh, in Paradise had quote, action figures. Then... <laughs> Then we take the readers inside to find an eccentric old man who lives in the messiest house you'll ever find. Globes, maps, dusty old books, filing cabinets and similar goodies litter the the house. He's an old intelligence officer from World War II who employs several operatives to fight crime and injustice. We'll meet a couple of his main agents who work on his behalf. They're the real stars. Each one of them has a reason for working for the Batman. In fact, their their dedication usually comes at the expense of their lives. Dot dot dot. Eventually, though, it was decided that this wasn't different enough. So we did what? something. <laughs> so we threw something together with knights and crap. <laughs> <laughs> Last line may have been my own, but it basically oh, what happened. Okay. It Damn was, it! Yeah, it's, that would have been. I would have given him so. Much I would have given him super credit if he just admitted it. He was like, "Yeah, then we did something." <laughs> so here's something we here's something with vampires. That was actually another Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> So we, the, we story, we, the story we had for this painting was too, too horrifying. horrifying. So we threw something together with a vampire. And Enjoy. now for something completely different. Yes. yes. And, and this finally, happens. on tangent, the only one I could stomach through, and there's some interesting... No, there aren't. Uh, the last one was... I had to do it because I knew Ken was going to be here, and I, one of my favorite characters, and one of everyone's favorite characters was... The Flash. The Joker. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I avoided the Flash. Actually, I, I looked at the cover <laughs> page of the Flash. I was going to say Power Flash. Girl, but all right. <laughs> oh, God, that looked horrible. The Joker. The Joker. Now, the Joker takes place in uh, New Atlantis, which is just Um, what they called Atlanta after they rebuilt it after the nuclear bombs. Ah, yes. It's super advanced, (laughs) but now that it's an island or whatever. It was now an island because they floated it out to sea because the Chamber of Commerce liked that. (laughs) That's right. Futurama stole all its ideas from Dan Jurgens. Thank you, Donovan. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, the Joker basically, and now, correct me if I'm wrong. Harlequin was came out when? When was Harlequin? Harley come out? Qu- Harley uh, ninety three? No, ninety four. Okay, so there. two, three, four. This is what there. the Joker looks like. Picture Harlequin in eighties go go boots, and oh, like boy. A, it's terrible. Joker's a woman. That's the big thing. Yeah. Joker's. Uh, what, was the, the what was the Joker cost, description uh, on the uh, website? The uh, the back of the book. A costumed anarchist in the city of New Atlantis uses pranks to highlight the failings and hypocrisy of those in power. No, she does not. <laughs> <laughs> she is a scamp. 
is what she is. She well, hold is, on. Let me ask you something. Is, yeah. was, this the, was this the Joker or was it the following years, the uh, Joker's Wild? I don't know. Not the Joker's Wild. This was the Joker, okay. the original. So uh, the Joker, which uh, was not a Dan Durgan's joint, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was uh, uh, basically it, fe- it focused, followed these cops, um, cops of New Atlantis, and their incompetence at trying to arrest this prankster named the Joker, who basically was Harlequin. She was dancing around and doing Harlequin things and Harley Quinn as well. And she's like, she's got the, 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 the wand that has a big, boxing glove in it and apparently her modus operandi is to embarrass people in public places <laughs> and show them the hypocrisy of the state which is completely undescribed in this world so it is not a totalitarian regime it's not it maybe it is in his mind in the author's mind but we haven't seen it yeah, all no. she does is punching cops <laughs> and we're like why and then you go to like it cuts to a campus where there's a hippie Honest to God, a goddamn hippie. The book was written in 98. And a hippie was there in New Atlantis. There were still hippies in uh, in college campuses. So in other words, this whole book is an example of what the Wachowski brothers would do if they decided on their own to make a sequel to V for Vendetta? I didn't mind their version of V for Vendetta. No, I'm saying, but if they decided to make a sequel... If they made a sequel, according to the Matrix theory, then yes, it would be this. And (laughs) And Natalie Portman would come back as... It's very much V for Vendetta. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Because uh, basically what happens is... Uh, this this altercation, they're, they're they're crazy for no reason. All the people in the world in this universe are morons. They all dress <laughs> like they're in an '80s pop video. In 1998, this book was written. <laughs> well, let me ask one more thing then. Almost the, this new century. It was almost the 21st century, and they're, they're yeah, but, like go-go boots. No, you know what? You got to figure everything got set back like. Ten years by the the Cuban Missile Crisis. Ah, I see. Well, we didn't. Happened. We we no lost way. ten years of cultural development. Hidden play is just hot right now. I, yes. I, I know. I know we're starting, starting to run out of time. But my question then is that the uh, the uh, tangent universe. It's just that it is a single universe, right? Yes, or is it, it each all book relates. is its own? No, they're all no, related. No, no. It's all the because, Cuban Missile Crisis. Because you don't so. see any of this like. Elsewhere, like stuff in the Joker book, you don't really see that anywhere in any of the other titles you read, right? Uh, no, New Atlantis exists in the other titles yeah. for some reason. They but for some reason, it. they just the, 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 all the people in there in New Atlantis are just a confined. It's possible. Morons. It's possible that we just looked at them a little bit closer and different artists as well, and mm-hmm. they just decided let's draw more people. Okay, and that's just horrible. Or it could be just like the lamest town on earth. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm. It's possible going the radiation. Got I'm through. imagining an entire world drawn by Larry Stroman. It's horrible. Horrible. Oh, God. So basically, there is this. There is a very. There is this, the subplot is she's trying to show people how horrible the world is because the Cuban Missile Crisis was really bad. But I'm like, who's who's arguing this? There, there <laughs> thousands died in this nuclear exchange. I don't know why it's only thousands, and not millions. But fine, nuclear exchange, thousands, whatever died. So we're to believe that this universe is trying to gloss over that. If you haven't really established it in this book, son, you've got to do a better job. And that's the core of Tangent. I, I don't know where I read this. I'm upset that I don't I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. But apparently this book came out right on the heels of the super success of The Watchmen. And it is obvious. Really? Because I... basically the Atom is Dr. Manhattan. This nuclear guy who shows up and is able to 
the supers are able to the paranormals are able to advance our society beyond belief so there's like robot cars and there's nobody uses newspaper anymore it's all screen print but this it, isn't i mean like the watchmen, watchmen happened was like a, a dozen years 80s. earlier yeah but that's what's baffling about yeah. this 1998 how did this come out so late and why you know what it, you know what it almost sounds like and i'm trying to remember when did kingdom come come out uh, around 96. It was before this, though, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing Dan Jurgens sitting there. He's been stewing in D.C. going, man, they let Alex Ross and Mark Wade do this concept that they've had since they were kids. I want to tell the thing that I thought about when I was kids, right after I, wa- I, wrote, I read Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. And certainly, I know a lot of people who like got into comics after Watchmen, whenever they particularly picked up Watchmen, and the next thing they want to do was dissect superheroes. And yeah. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying this was a bad job of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's basically you take a tangent moment in history, in this universe, our universe, and they reinvented everything, but it just seemed empty. Like the cons- the... the 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 over the sort of the dominating government didn't seem genuine. It just seemed lame. Everything that about it was just ridiculous. So kind of like how Amalgam had that whole feel of a backstory and that this thing's been going on forever. Exactly, it just was completely null and void of that. Exactly, it had none of the feel that this is this has got some roots to it. And even in its own internal universe, not it's like our publication yeah. universe, in its internal universe, pointless. I'm going to read the rest of them as many as I can just because I'm curious. Some of them weren't as bad as others. I, the dialogue was slightly less weird in The Joker than it was in some of the Dan Jurgens written ones, which I feel, find very unusual. Um, but that's it. Uh, now, we only have a few minutes left. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add to Tangent. I'm, no, no, but I have something that I want to add to the show. Okay. I like this idea. I, I think anytime we have a fifth week on Near Mint, Mm-hmm. We just get together and pull out some inane, bizarre thing from from, from our past, right? And just right. bring it up, and I, I think, I it's, think it's a great it. way to celebrate a fifth week. It's great. I hope there was more fifth weeks. This was fun. Yeah, and it's also cathartic. I have to like in a way, yeah, get it all out. Now I don't know how much time we have left, and I'm not even sure if this was a fifth week thing. I don't think it was, but who cares? Just to briefly bring up, and this is what I originally thought what amalgam was when I first heard it. Just imagine with Stanley. Same is similar concept mm-hmm. to the tangent, and similar because of course Stanley is the big Marvel guy working on DC, so also similar to Amalgam, but completely different. Basically, they gave Stanley um, uh, the creative control over a bunch of DC titles and said, "Reimagine this. How would you have written this?" And the, the interesting thing about this comp- this series was one, there was no Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go along with Stanley, and two, it is possible. I can't prove this. Stanley may have been trolling DC. In other words, all right, how do I make <laughs> Superman? Oh, first of all, he's a loser. Yeah. Then there's a hyphen in his name, and he stinks, and he's a crack fiend. There you go, Stanley. Signed <laughs> off. So, uh, uh, did you guys ever read just any of the Just Imagines? I tried. No. I didn't get... I couldn't... I think it was Superman that I started, and I was like... Superman was very I, I unusual. Lost Superman was interest like... interest completely. Superman, Flash Gordon. It was very odd. And I think Batman didn't... Look, I, like, thumbed through Batman, and it was like... Batman okay, was another man bat. Yeah, it was yeah. not... The- Batman's name actually sounds kind of funny, because it's reminiscent of Deadpool. 
It's Wayne Williams. Right, right. Ah! And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we will talk about this some the next time we do a fifth week. I, I did find at least one good. Just a, a brief aside because I feel like we need to rate something, and it's not super realistic to rate um, Tangent. I don't know if it came out with a trade paperback for Tangent. If so, drop it. And, it, oh, and, real and quick, I don't you know think what it looks like? Amalgam came out with a, any sort of collect a trade paperback. It looks like mm-hmm. Stan Lee decided to go um, racial with all the characters. Oh yeah, because Batman was black. Uh, Wonder Woman was uh, Hispanic. Yeah, well, what I was gonna say is, if you could pick up any of the books we went through, I mean, Amalgam is nice. I don't. Th- I think you have to write letters to Marvel and DC. I don't think Amalgam is out as a trade paperback yet. I believe it was out. Yeah, I, I think it has uh, since gone out of print. Oh well, if you could find it, because what happened? What happened? Still get back issues. As far as rights concerned, mm-hmm. half of e- half of the titles from each run were put out. By DC and half were put out by Marvel. Right, right. So DC had the rights to a bunch of them, and then Marvel had the rights to a bunch of them. Interesting mm-hmm. question for you. I don't know if you guys looked uh, looked into it. Do you were, uh, you know how you can tell by looking at it if DC or Marvel did it? No, I do not know. Oh, the color of the logo? Nope. No. No, the logos were the same on all of them. At the time, DC was the only one that was actually putting the credits on the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, Interesting. Did not know that. Very cool. Do not really care either. But <laughs> anyway, how are you? Just doing? thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be books out there. There's a, a collection. Look hard enough, you can find them. Cool. Uh, but uh, just there's a last little teaser. Just imagine Wonder Woman. I like it better than the uh, the actual origin of Wonder mm. Woman. So, uh, but that's pretty much it for us right now. Uh, this has been a very interesting um, uh, fifth week, yes. and I hope we'll have many more to come. Next St- time we'll have to talk about. Uh Marvel Knights 2099 and the Marvel Mangaverse. Nice. Oh, God, the Marvel Mangaverse. I I tried to forget about that. All right, guys. Stay tuned to Latity. It's coming up in a few short minutes. Bye. Totally awesome. Please stop talking like that. Nah, like Valley Talk is so in. It's totally bodacious. Just like members only jackets, big hair, and 80s mixtape on the non-productive network. Please, I'm begging you. 80s mixtape is where you can get the latest in retro new wave 80s awesomeness, songs, and news reports, and archival footage and Ronald Reagan. Latest retro? What's wrong with you? Gotta go. Mrs. Pac-Man's here, and we're going to the malt shop for an egg cream. Malt shop? This is madness. Stop the insanity. Now you've got it. 80s mixtape, only on the non-productive network. Every day from 8 in the morning to 4 p.m. on the non-productive network. Yeah! We're punk! Yeah! We hate everything! Yeah! We hate you! Yeah! Popular music? Hell no! No way, man! We hate popular music! Yeah! Less ironic, like when the Ramones or the Sex Pistols do the Stones! Yeah! That's cool! Or when the Clash does Dionne Warwick! Yeah! Uh, um... 
Yeah! 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 Our newfound glory does the theme to the Goonies! All right, man, that's enough. Yeah! Yeah! Punk covers every afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. on the Non-Productive Network. Hey, what's up? Oh, it's this non-productive block. Yikes. Um, do you want me to go out and get you some fiber pills? Or 